And today we're going to talk about surrogacy. I've been working in the surrogacy field for a very long time, way more than a decade, and I have a lot of information to share. So much information, in fact, that we decided to film two episodes. So episode number one is going to cover all of the information that you need to have a good journey with your surrogate, have a better relationship, and all of the psychological and ethical and emotional things that you need to know. Now, I've been working in this field for a long time. I was the only therapist asked to testify before the State Senate Judiciary Committee to legalize surrogacy in New York. So I also have a lot of information to share about the legal and practical aspects of this process, and that will come in episode number two. So I hope you enjoy them both, and I hope you get a lot out of it because I'm here to help you have a better journey to parenthood. So welcome to episode number one. Welcome to Building Your Family. This is a podcast about donor conception, surrogacy, fertility treatment, and all the ways the modern family is built. My name is Lisa Schumann. I'm a researcher, an author, a therapist, and I am passionate about helping people have a better path to parenthood and an easier parenting experience. This is one of a two-part episode about surrogacy. Today, we are going to talk about having a better relationship with your surrogate. I'm going to help you understand the relationship that you're going to have with your surrogate and the best way for you to have a relationship that will not only ensure that the experience is good, but also protect you against potential pitfalls. So the first thing to know is the psychology around surrogacy. So very often, surrogates tend to be, their psychological profile is, of a person who's a giving person, a caring person, a nurturing person. Sometimes we see people who are caregivers or nurses become surrogates because that's their personality type. They really want to help you in the best way possible build the family of your dreams. Now, perhaps that is not something that you would do, but it's important to understand the psychology of this person to help you understand how to have a better relationship. So in knowing that, many people think, well, do I have to send her flowers and chocolates every day? No, that's not important. But what is important is to think ahead about how you can do things now that will help you later. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is building your relationship through a weekly Zoom call. Many people get matched through their agencies. They have a Zoom call. They like their surrogate. And then they think, okay, we get along really well, so maybe we'll start texting or have calls once in a while. And while that's fine and many people can survive that experience, it really is not ideal. And I'm going to explain to you why. So let's think about a few things. Number one, Your relationship with your surrogate is going to grow over time like it does with other people. You may feel when you meet your surrogate that you love her and she loves you. And that's understandable because it's sort of like a falling in love experience for many people. She wants to help you, as I said, have a baby. This is part of who she is. This is part of her personality to want to help you. And she loves the idea of doing this through surrogacy. And for you, you're excited to have a baby. So your goals are aligned and everybody is feeling so good about the experience. And very often people feel like I'm just in love with my surrogate. And while that might feel like falling in love, it's really more like an arranged marriage. And the reason is because you don't have a history together. Many people have surrogates who they haven't known before which means you've had a life before each other and you don't really know each other that well, even though it feels like you're really connecting in the beginning. 
So what do you do about that? Well, let's think about other relationships in your life. Let's say you meet somebody at work and that person at work seems like a nice enough person, but maybe is not going to be your best friend. And so you see them in the hallway, you see them in the holiday party, you see them in the washroom, and you say hello as you pass them by. And then one day, maybe months or many months later, you sit next to them in a meeting room, and all of a sudden you notice that you feel comfortable in their presence. Why is that? Because you've seen them face-to-face over time. Time and again, you've seen them face-to-face. And that breeds familiarity. It breeds comfort. It breeds getting to know each other in a way that doesn't need to be spoken. So as you get to know somebody over time, the feeling that you have with them is a greater sense of closeness. And you can't really do that over the phone, not looking at somebody. It's really important to be able to see them face-to-face. Now let's take that in the surrogacy experience. We take that same example. In the beginning, you're excited, you're thrilled to be with your surrogate. You go through a flurry of experiences. Maybe you meet with your lawyer, you go to the clinic, you go to the transfer. Then you have a positive pregnancy test. You're so excited. And then you hear the baby's heartbeat. And as time goes on, there's more and more excitement that's around this relationship, right? And you feel so good about each other. But then time goes on, and as she nears the middle of her pregnancy, things will start to slow down. And all of a sudden, the doctor is saying, you don't need to come back so often. You can come back in a few weeks from now. The surrogate goes on her merry way. She's been pregnant before. She knows the drill. And for you, it might feel a little strange because all of a sudden, things drop off. There was all this excitement, and things just start to slow down. She feels very comfortable because she understands this process. And you're starting to think, okay, well, I guess this is the way it goes. She's going to get busy with her life. We're going to get busy at work again, and we're going to go do our own thing. Well, now the pregnancy has grown. And when you see the ultrasound pictures, the baby no longer looks like a piece of rice in the ultrasound pictures. There is this face on the baby. And this face on the baby is your baby. And you might start to feel like, wow, I really haven't talked to the surrogate in a long time, and I feel really disconnected, and my baby is growing in her body. And here's this woman so far away from me, growing our child in her body, and I'm not even feeling that close to her anymore because we haven't spoken recently or we haven't seen each other in a while. It starts to feel a little disconnected. In the beginning, You were talking about things like sharing recipes or what you're binge watching on TV. She was talking about her children. You're talking about your niece and nephew and your friends. But now she's gone back to her life and you've gone back to your life. And while you feel secure because you like her and you know her doctor, it still can feel a little disconnected because all of a sudden you're not talking to her as much and you're not in communication the same way. And so that can feel bad. It also can be really difficult because God forbid something goes wrong. Now, hopefully nothing goes wrong and everything will be fine. But what if something does go wrong in that place where you're not feeling as close to her as you once did? Well, it's very hard to have a heart to heart with somebody that you're not close to, right? If you're close to somebody, you can say, hey, Jane, I'm feeling like I need to talk to you about something. Something's been on my mind. I need to get something off my chest. You can have these conversations when you feel really comfortable with somebody. If you're not feeling comfortable, that's really hard to do. As you go through your surrogacy journey with your surrogate, as you've seen in my previous episodes, it's really helpful to start 
a life book to start to chronicle your journey. And as you have these experiences with her on FaceTime or on Zoom, you really feel more connected. You can see her kids running around or maybe the dogs running in the picture or maybe the kid is putting lipstick all over their face or whatever. You're having these like fun experiences where you're just not hearing her, but you're also seeing her and you're active in her life. You feel more engaged with her life. And those are really nice things to journal because once you have this journal that you want to share with your future child so they understand their origins, it would be lovely to have these nice little anecdotes that you can share together. So if you have this weekly FaceTime set up or a Zoom call, then you have the opportunity to have these closer relationships. It also gives you the benefit of not having to wonder how your gestational carrier is feeling. So, you know, when you meet somebody new, maybe you wonder, well, should I call them a lot? And maybe they, they're trying to be polite and so they're okay with that at the beginning. But then they start to feel a little uncomfortable with it. Or maybe you feel uncomfortable with speaking a lot. It's hard to know. And everyone's kind of dancing around the subject wondering if I call too often, am I being intrusive? Or if I don't call enough, am I being neglectful? It's really hard to gauge that. You might feel that way. Your surrogate may feel that way. Your partner may feel that way or her partner may feel that way. And it's hard to know. If you have these Zoom calls set up every week at the same time, nobody has to worry. You can have additional phone calls if you want or not, but at least you have that time set up that everybody knows and can depend on. So those weekly Zoom calls give you so many benefits, it's really worthwhile instituting this at the very beginning. Something else that you can institute in the beginning is to plan if you're going to visit your surrogate or not. For many people, this can be difficult, particularly if you're far away. You'll have about five or so big doctor's visits to attend. I really think it's lovely if you could be there for the transfer, although you're not necessarily seeing the beginning of life. It can feel that way because as the bubble with the embryo goes through the catheter and you see this on the ultrasound kind of go into her uterus, it can feel like the beginning of life. So it's a really nice experience. You're also going to have the opportunity to go to her other ultrasounds. Going to blood work appointments are not that important for her or for you, but those ultrasound appointments can be really nice if you can make them. Around the 20-week mark, you're going to have more important visits, and there's one particular visit where you're going to have a large appointment where you're going to have an anatomy scan. During that time, it might be worthwhile to make a trip out to see your surrogate if you can't. And if you can, it might be nice to have that appointment and also set up a hospital tour. So during COVID, people weren't doing that much, but people are doing that now. And it's a lovely experience to have with your surrogate and her partner if she has one and your partner if you have one. You can get a lay of the land. You get a sense of what the hospital is going to be like. You share this experience together. It's a nice time to take lots of pictures together. And you get to see where you're going to be. You're going to have a room for yourself and your surrogate is going to have her own room. And you can set that up ahead of time, which is really nice because sometimes hospitals are very familiar with surrogacy and sometimes they're not. And it's nice to just get there and know that everything is set up ahead of time. It's also nice to know the staff. So you will know the doctor. You're going to have a release of information. So you're going to be able to talk to the doctor and have a relationship with the doctor and get updates on what's happening. But you're not going to know the staff at the hospital. So when you get to the hospital, meet the nurses, say hi to the staff, meet the administration, meet the social worker, 
bring them pizza, which by the way is my best tip. But if you do things to kind of get to know them and impress upon them how nice it is for you to go through this experience with them and to try to get to know them, they will in turn remember you and feel good about this experience. And so when you get to the hospital, you'll be familiar with the staff. You'll know everybody. You'll be able to just go and see your baby be born without having to explain, well, this lady is our surrogate and this is not her baby. It's our baby. We're the parents. And having to go through all of that, everybody will know and you can go straight away to see your baby be born. Now, when you get to the delivery, some people feel comfortable at the delivery being part of it. And if your surrogate is comfortable with it, you can very often cut the cord or be part of the delivery. If you're not comfortable with it, it's okay to say to your surrogate, you know, I'd rather stand by your shoulders, bring you cold compresses. If you're able at all to be there for the delivery, it's a really nice experience to have. I also recommend having that skin to skin contact. Many people, don't really think about doing that because they are so involved in the process of the delivery and worried about the surrogate. But I would really plan for that. You can wear a button-down shirt or a V-neck shirt and prepare for it because it's a really nice experience for you. And I also think for the baby to have that experience of bonding with you right away is really nice. Many people get caught up in the moment and they don't really think about that skin-to-skin contact. And it's a really nice experience to have. So the baby is going to be hearing the voices of the surrogate and her family members. So you really want to bond with that baby and to be able to have that baby experience your voice and your smells and all of that. It's a really beautiful experience to have. Then after that, when the baby's all cleaned up and you're back in your room, you may want to spend a little time with your partner or your family members or whoever is important to you with the baby and just have some family time. But then I think it's nice to offer to go back to your surrogate's room, let her hold the baby, maybe take some pictures, because I think it's really nice for her to have that experience, just to have closure, but also for her children to have closure. Because Although the children will be told about the surrogacy, they may see you on the Zoom calls, they really don't have an understanding, if they haven't been through this before, of the full impact of it. They understand that their mother was a surrogate, but during school pickup or in other places, like even in the supermarket or the mall, people are going to be asking their mother, when are you delivering? What are you naming the baby and all of that? And so it's really important for them to have closure. So what about afterwards? After the baby's born and then you're home and you're happy, you've got this newborn baby, the surrogate's going home to her family and life will get really busy with you and really quiet with the surrogate. All of a sudden, she doesn't have these doctor's appointments anymore and the multiple phone calls and all these things that are happening, everything's going to kind of fall off a cliff for her at the same time that your life is ramping up. The baby fog is a real thing. You're going to be exhausted and busy in ways that maybe you've never imagined. And so it's really difficult to remember that your surrogate has been there for you and been thinking about you and really trying to do everything she could to make you happy through this process and is very attached to you. Very often surrogates tell me that they want so badly for the intended parents to be happy that they do everything they can. Sometimes they keep journals. I even know one surrogate who hired a photographer to take pictures of the intended parents when their baby was born because she wanted to see their faces. It means so much to the surrogate. And they have really developed an attachment to you, sometimes even much more than the baby. 
And so it feels very disconcerting for them if things just fall off a cliff. So what can you do? So what I recommend is for people to pick up their phone and to think about putting a reminder in their phone. They're going to get home. They're going to be exhausted in ways that they can't even imagine. And they're going to be busy with friends and family and all sorts of things in their lives. And the surrogate's going to be home to a much quieter household. So if you put a little alarm on your phone, maybe for every few days, just to say, I'm going to check in with her and send her a text. I'm going to send her a picture of the baby and show her the baby's doing great. I'm going to tell her what the friends and family members are saying and how excited they are for me. So if you can just maintain some connection with her, particularly after the baby's born, it would really mean a lot to her. Now, how long will this last? It really depends. Some people stay in touch with their surrogate for a long time, forever, and some people stay in touch with their surrogate and then it starts to peter out a little bit and they just talk to them once in a while, send them holiday cards, and that's it. Everybody is different. But what's really helpful is to help your surrogate have an easy landing after the baby is born. Now, one more tip for today. In the next video, I'm going to be talking about your surrogacy contract and your surrogacy agreement and all the important things to know beyond the legal contract and ways to protect yourself in your surrogacy arrangement. So definitely stay tuned for that. But first, I want to just mention your relationship as we end talking about the quality of it and what it's going to look like. Many people ask me, should I talk to my surrogate about my journey? If I've had miscarriages or losses or any kind of traumatic experience in my fertility journey, which most people have, should I be talking to my surrogate about it? So yes and no. I think it's important to talk about it, but she's not your therapist. You need to talk to your therapist if you really need to grieve. I think it's also important to notify her if there are milestones in this process that are particularly sensitive to you. Let's say you weren't able to keep a pregnancy after a month. Let's say at six weeks you had a loss. Whatever the experience is that you feel might be a milestone for you, please let her know so she can be there for you and she understands if you go offline or if you're sensitive or if you need to cry or whatever it might be. Again, these women are so compassionate and they really will understand it's helpful to let them know. Now, from her point of view, It'll be helpful for her to feel considered by you taking an interest in her life. So what does that mean? Well, ask about her kids. Ask about her husband's job interview. Ask about her son's baseball tryout. If you're at CVS and you see baseball stickers and you know that her son loves baseball, buy them and put them in the mail for $5. It doesn't need to cost a lot of money. You just need to be able to communicate to her that you're interested in her and her life, not just about the surrogacy journey, not just about your future baby. It's really important for her to feel cared about and feel that you care about her and her family. So those are my tips for the day. I really hope they helped you and gave you an insight into your surrogacy journey, maybe in a way that you haven't thought about before. And if you need more information, please feel free to reach out to me anytime on familybuilding.net. And please tune into our next episode because this next episode will have additional information that we haven't covered yet and that will be very important for you. Hi, it's Lisa Schumann. I hope that you enjoyed that video and I hope it helped you. And if it did, 
please give us a thumbs up and subscribe because that's how we keep going. It's really important to us. And if you liked it, you might like this one.